Hi, I'm Keith, and this is my dad, Kerwin. Our guest on this episode is Okira, one of the most popular YouTube content creators. They're a talented filmmaker who provides insightful commentary on anything and everything related to pop culture, including Star Wars, Marvel, Game of Thrones, House of the Dragon, and The Last of Us. Mr. Okira, welcome to Fallen and Galaxy. You are really you are really hyping me up here. I'm glad to be here. So they got the DJ music. <laughs> Thank you, Akira. Thank you. <laughs> you know, uh, before we even start, um, you know, getting into our conversation and um, getting to know more about you, I just want to say that um, I want to thank you because when we, uh, you know, we started our podcast almost two years ago, and when we um, thought about getting onto Twitter. You were one of the few people, well, the first persons to actually welcome us into the Star Wars community on Twitter. So we really do appreciate that. Um, you are very influential because, you know, whenever you mention our name, we find that we get followers very quickly <laughs> right after. So people are listening to you and we just thank you for um, promoting our, our podcast on Twitter. Thank you. Uh, I love you guys a lot. Just uh my dad got me into all this uh, pop culture stuff, Star Wars, uh, Marvel, DC, everything. And to see you and your son doing this, it, uh, it reminded me of my childhood. So I'm like, this, this is the least I can do. I think this is one of the best things I've seen on the entire platform. Just a family sharing their love of entertainment together. I think that's yeah. beautiful. Yeah. You, guys, you guys are very underrated. Very underrated. <laughs> wow. Thank you. Thank you so Thanks. much. All right. We appreciate that. Thank you. So our first question, you know, when we have, whenever we do an interview, we always start with this because dad logic. So <laughs> let's go back to the beginning. Tell us about where you grew up and some of your favorite childhood memories. Uh, I grew up in New York City, and one of my favorite childhood memories was uh, my mom and dad sing me down to uh, show me Star Wars. They were uh, a Star Wars couple. Their first date was actually to see the first Star Wars movie, A New Hope, when it was just called Star Wars in 1977. So uh, I'm literally here because of George Lucas, and I curse him every day for it. <laughs> but uh, but uh, yeah, so my favorite childhood memories was my parents sitting me down around the age of three and introducing me to this uh, space opera. It was like a tradition in our family. My older sisters had it, my younger sisters had it, and I had it. So it was it was great. Like we still force. basically, yeah, basically for us. We all we we all have the uh, imprinting of Star Wars and an unhealthy attachment to it. And uh that's how we all yeah, that, that was my childhood. It 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 was great. Wow, that's that's pretty awesome. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So you already told us how you were introduced to Star Wars, but who's your favorite character? Ah, uh, that is horrible. That's like asking your dad who's his favorite family member. You can't ask that, but I have an answer to that. I have an answer. My favorite character is Luke Skywalker all day. He was the first character I met in Star Wars, and I've been with that character since I was a little kid. From Legends to the new canon to the video games, I love him. I think he's one of the most inspirational characters in fiction. Just this farm boy turned Jedi who, despite all the horrors he went through, stayed kind, saved his father, and he had a happy ending with his family. I love that. 
Yeah. Yeah. Do you do you find Luke Skywalker is you? I mean, do you have some similarities you think of Luke Skywalker? Oh, not at all. Not at all. We no? are very different. <laughs> when okay. I was a kid, I when I was a kid, I was hoping I'd be like more like Luke Skywalker. Um, I'm closer to Anakin. I'm I'm sometimes messing up, saying the wrong thing, but uh, my dad, my dad's closer to Luke. And uh, whenever I think about the kind of person I want to be, it's I want to be like Luke because it reminds me of my dad, and I want to be like him. So. I'm getting there. I'm getting there. I want to be like you, Dad. Do you really? Yeah. Wow. Oh, oh, is that a joke at the end of this? No, I'm no? serious. Okay. Who's your favorite family member? <laughs> Who's my favorite family member? Uh, he's, giving the- <laughs> he's giving, of course, he's I giving you the Anthony you. Mackie smile, you too. You can say yourself. No, 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 no. I, you know, I, I understand what you're saying. You can't pick favorites. I don't choose favorites. No. Your favorite so. family member is everyone. Okay, everyone is my favorite family member. All four of us. I mean, we're a unit, so you know, we we we, we squat. That's right. We we function as when one. One of us rolls out. We all roll out. Exactly. <laughs> so, I like that. <laughs> so coming from New York, uh, just to let you know that um, I am also from New York. I grew up in Brooklyn, Bedford Stuyvesant. Um, so, and, and my wife Tanya is from the Bronx. So we know that, you know, New York is multicultural and, you know, everything you need in regarding, you know, especially the arts and entertainment is there, right? Um, yeah. Did you, you know, I'm, I mean, looking at your videos, you know, you're very talented. So I was wondering if you went to any filmmaking school uh, to learn the tricks on how to uh, create videos. Uh, yeah, it's kind of funny because, uh, I graduated from film school. I have a bachelor's and it did not prepare me in the slightest for YouTube. Uh, first time I got on a microphone to make like a YouTube video, uh, had trouble remembering the script. Uh, the editing was all over the place. It's, it's kind of like a baptism by fire thing. I think making a content creation, it's like an entirely other animal. I like going to film school and working in film definitely helped me when it came to like, uh, analyzing the industry uh talking about lucasfilm disney warner Bros. it helped me in that regard but the actual meat and potatoes of being like a i, I guess an online personality i had no experience in and nothing prepared me for it i kind of fell backwards into this because uh, i wanted to make a youtube channel since uh well i was your son's age i always wow. said it to myself every year i want to make one i want to make one and i remember new year's eve uh 2015 i was hanging out with some friends i'm like i really want to make a youtube channel and i never did till the pandemic started so i guess that's one good thing to come out of covid i finally took the leap of faith and made a youtube channel mm. were you going to film school to make a youtube channel or were you going to film school for another reason did you want to become uh, oh yeah i uh yeah george lucas was yeah. kind of my inspiration to go yeah. to film school i graduated a kind of a couple years ago uh yeah, no, I uh, film school kind of just came long before YouTube. It was just uh, the pandemic hit. I lost my job, which was horrible. I lost my job because of the pandemic. And I'm like, I have nothing better to do but stay inside and uh, be an unemployment. I might as well do something with my time. And uh, that's how YouTube came up. Hmm, got it. OK. And how many videos have you created since you started your channel? Oh, God. <laughs> uh I think I'm close to 200 and something, but I've privated so many because it's it's such a trial and error. Like the person I was when I started my YouTube channel isn't the person I am now. So like 
I would say every month my videos started to grow and evolve and change and styles and humor. So it's like a constant evolution. Even you guys, I've been watching guys uh, since I first saw you. You guys have gotten so much better. You guys are unrecognizable. He's unrecognizable. Look at that big. Look at that big man. He is so taller. You guys have really My evolved. Talking about you, 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 <laughs> you, little man. You have grown. You have matured. You're getting some bass in your voice every time I see you. <laughs> he doesn't want to believe that. He, I think he doesn't. You know, it's a funny thing that Keith wants Dad. to be grown. Dad. Okay, you don't no. want me to no. know what? No, stop. You don't. <laughs> Keith, okay. He reminds me so much spot. of me at that age. He, That's a funny he doesn't thing. want to be put on the spot. Okay. Oh, All right. I was the same. I was the same way. I was the same way. I'm sorry, man. I'm putting you on the spot, and I was you. I was you. I feel bad. Sorry about that. No, it's fine. It's funny, and then my dad decided to go into detail. Because so. that's what dads. That's what dads do. That's what dads do. He's proud of you. My dad would do this. If he was sitting here, he would start telling stories about how I was just a wee little baby, and he had had my butt in his arm and my head in his hand, changing my diapers. That's just what they do. You gonna do the same oh. thing? It don't get easier. It don't get easier. You're, you'll always be our baby, you know. Beat for beat, what my pops would say. Beat for beat. Hmm. All right. So, <laughs> okay. Um, so, besides Star Wars, what else are you into? Oh, uh, right. Ironically, right now, Star Wars is kind of, I still love it, but you have The Last of Us on HBO. I've been loving that. It's yeah. by the people who yeah. made Chernobyl in love with the entire thing. Uh, loving House of the yeah, loving House of the Dragon. I'm excited for season two. I promise, I promise I'm not being biased because uh, I'm going to be working with HBO. I promise I'm not being biased. Are you going to be working with HBO? Yeah, I got hired actually recently by them. Oh, congratulations. Wow. I didn't know that. Wow. Okay. Well, thank you. Thank you for sharing with that with us. Yeah, okay. you, you guys are actually the first one to know publicly. I have never spoken about that what? publicly. Yeah. Okay. Do you mind telling us what, what you'd be doing? Oh, I can't tell you guys that. You can't I tell us that. All right. Don't worry. When I can, you'll know it. But uh, also off camera. I can tell you off camera, off the record. <laughs> that, that's that's fine. That's fine. Will you be staying in New York City, or would you uh, move? No, else? I'm gonna I'm gonna be actually in uh, overseas for. Uh, wow. Yeah. Wow. I'll be I'll be back though. Yeah. Well, that's pretty exciting. Oh yeah, I, I haven't yeah. been uh, I haven't been overseas since 2016, so I'm really excited. Yeah, wow. but uh, House. Oh yeah, you're gonna... no, no, I was gonna say House of the Dragon and uh, Last of Us. Basically, a lot of other pieces of me I've been really enjoying these days. Mm -hmm. God of War, Ragnarok. Just been a little all over the place, floating around. Mm -hmm. Marvel Comics fan and DC fan as well, or. Marvel, I'm a little, except for Spider-Man and X-Men, I don't really know much about Marvel, except for the MCU, but DC, love DC, I grew up with DC, I know everything DC, I love it. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Did you grow up reading comic books? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, okay. Batman, Batman comic books. Um, yeah. My dad was really into Batman. It's funny, he only watched the Superman stuff. But he bought the Batman comics, which I always thought was interesting. Superman's his favorite character, but like he always yeah. would buy me Batman stuff. Would always sit me down, Batman the animated series. Uh, I remember, I think the first comic I read was A Death in the Family, where uh, Jason Todd mm -hmm. died. Sorry for the spoiler alert. I know yeah. it's a couple decades old, but. Mm -hmm. 
Uh, what about you? What was your? What was? Uh, did you read comics when you were growing up? Sure. Yeah. Actually, I did. I, I was more into Marvel uh, than DC. I read a lot of Marvel comics. Moon Knight, especially, was my favorite comic book. And when they started that run in 1980, um, I I bought every every single issue, and I it still went have up them. to. I still have them. Yeah. Um, it went up to issue number 38, and then they. Um, they dropped Moon Knight for a little bit, and then they reissued it with you know new new Moon Knight, new characters, uh, you know new series. But yeah, Moon Knight was something I, uh, someone I was very into. Uh, Spider Man, uh, Miles Morales uh, for the last ten years, I would say is uh, love Miles. You know, probably my right now my my favorite Marvel character right now. But as far as the films, I mean, uh, not until the MCU came along, you know, I was a big fan of uh, the. The, the, D, the DC films, you know, with Superman, with Christopher Reeve, and uh, the Tim Burton Batman films, the Christopher Nolan yeah. Batman films, yeah, so. The Dark Knight. Yeah, right, exactly. And then, you Oh, know, you must um, be excited to have uh, Michael Keaton back then. Yeah, we were actually talking about that a couple of days ago. Mm -hmm. We saw the trailer for The Flash. Um, yeah. Very interesting. I'm, I'm, I'm intrigued. Yes, yes. Very, very Yes, I I know. I, I uh, wasn't Keaton. as interested, but I yeah. saw Sasha Cowley as Supergirl, and now I'm madly in love with her, so, uh, Yes, I'm now interested. Yes, yeah, yeah. So I mean, Keith is not as interested in DC. Um, you know, that's why we you know we don't talk much about DC. But what are your favorite comic books or characters that you like? Um, Spider Man. Yeah. Nice, nice, good kid, good, 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 good man. Yes. Mm -hmm. Spider Man is number one. Yeah. Spider Man yeah. is number one. He's the yeah. he's one of the best. I, I like. I like Spider-Man Far From Home. It's my favorite Spider-Man movie. Okay. Because for some reason, I like road trip movies and <laughs> airplane movies. Okay. Okay. Yeah, I don't cool. know why. You like Thor Ragnarok, right? That's one of your, would you, yeah. you say one of your top five? Yeah, and Shang-Chi. Shang-Chi. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Nice, nice. I, I think my favorite Spider-Man movie is uh, the toss-up between Across the Spider-Verse, no, Into the Spider-Verse or Spider-Man uh -huh. 2. But uh, my favorite Spider-Man has been Andrew. I, I don't know why. Maybe I like the underdog, but he's always been my favorite. But if we're talking like just Spider-Man character, Miles Morales. He, he's got Miles my Morales. Yeah. 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 Can I ask you about your name, Okuro? Um, is, does it mean something? I don't know if that was your, your birth name, but how'd you come uh, up? With a Kiro. Oh, uh, it's it's actually Okairo. Okairo, okay. Yeah, and uh yeah, no, I'm actually kind of lazy. That's just my family's last name. Oh, it is? okay, gotcha. Okay, okay. Yeah, yeah. When when I do film stuff, I use my mom's last name, you know, so I my family doesn't get any weird positions. But yeah, uh Cole Okairo, that's that's just it. That's, that's uh okay. Yeah, so I just came up with the first Okairo because I, I did not plan this. I want to make this uh, clear. I didn't plan to be a content creator. I was just bored during the pandemic and wanted to talk about Star yeah. Wars and my friends were tired of listening to me. So I'm like, okay, I'll get on Twitter. That's where people say stuff no one wants to hear. And somehow people wanted to listen. And uh, I guess I'm here now. Fell backwards. Completely accident. Not planned. Yeah. Not too far from why we started our podcast, right? You know, Boredom. Yeah, Pure right. boredom. Yeah. Because of the pandemic. Yeah. Because the pandemic, to do. the pandemic ravaged everything mm -hmm. and we started the podcast to kind of distract ourselves from that stuff 
Yeah. I remember yeah. that's the time when hand sanitizer was 130 bucks a bottle, yeah. and we had to go. To, <laughs> we had to go to the store with full protective gear, <laughs> yeah. like a hazmat suit. Yes. To go get some milk and cookies. Yeah, it was. It was a trying time. It was. But uh, I couldn't get my yeah. Oreos without a mask and gloves, and I'm like, I just want cookies. Right. It was. It was the I struggle. I remember having to uh, fight tooth and nail just for toilet paper and paper towels. Oh boy! Don't even get me started. <laughs> Paper products were all the rage. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, um, I want to talk to you about a video in particular. Um, I know that you okay. are a Star Wars fan. Um, there was a video that you created called "Finn the Lost Protagonist." Oh, um, the, the big you, one I made. Yes, and you dropped it on YouTube. A few years back, and right now it's had over two hundred thousand views um, and two thousand comments. So it's something that's been uh, a hot topic for people to discuss, and I think it's still a relevant topic today. Um, and uh, you know, our our listeners may not be aware of the Finn story or who Finn is or the character. Would you mind telling us who Finn is? And why do you consider Finn the lost protagonist? Ah, that's kind of my brand. Uh, so Finn is one of the lead characters in the sequel trilogy of Star Wars, played by uh, London actor John Boyega. Yeah. And initially when he was hired, J.J. Uh, Abrams, the person who started the sequel trilogy, he wanted uh, Ray and Finn to be the two heroes of the story. He wanted uh, to show their journey from episode seven till nine, but JJ wasn't able to stay on for the sequel trilogy. There was a lot of schedule problems and all that. And uh, Disney wanted to go into a different direction with a lot of the things JJ set up. And one of those things he set up was John Boyega's Finn. So when it came to episode eight, in John's old word, in John Boyega's own words, there was a reordered hierarchy where he was pushed to the side and kind of didn't really get to do as much as he could have as a character. And by the time JJ came back, he was mostly doing catch up of, okay, I have to end this sequel trilogy. I have to end these nine film saga and I have to do it in 11 months and make sure it's as short as possible. And I feel like Finn fell to the wayside in that that's the too long didn't read of it he was a character that was set up to be equal importance as a uh, ray and kylo but ended up not being able to live up to that potential so whenever i call finn the lost protagonist it's because well he started as a protagonist pushing the story and he ended kind of there he did a lot of great stuff i understand why people love finn i love finn love them in the force awakens I love him in The Rise of Skywalker, and there's a lot in The Last Jedi to like about his character. But I think almost everyone feels like the character could have gone a lot farther, and it's... Mm -hmm. It's never great when you see a character that start out so strong and kind of not really go as far as he could have. Yeah. And the entire trilogy, like, The Force Awakens was an amazing start to the I like this kid. I like this kid. I like yes. this kid. <laughs> This is why we have the Mad Libs book. <laughs> yes. uh, I, I, might, I might have to adopt this kid from you. I might have to adopt him. <laughs> yeah. 
And the Force Awakens began the start of a new saga, replenishing a, replenishing a franchise that had been gone for the past decade. And yeah, then three years, two years later, out comes The Last Jedi. And it's still good. But Finn is just completely out of it. Because the main storyline was focusing on Rey and Kylo. And I'm not saying yeah. you couldn't do that. I'm just saying the rest of the characters, especially Finn, weren't able to do much because of the fact that the story was focused on them. And most importantly, Finn was just completely thrown to the wayside for that movie. And like you said, at the end, it was kind of like, we got to throw this movie together in 11 months. And they just, and the, the directors just kind of took everything they could, threw it back together, and made it into a movie with The Rise of Skywalker. And yeah, I think that's, that's what happened. So much and that's why Finn didn't you- get a story. Because when J.J. Abrams had to drop off the project, the storyline changed a lot. Yeah. Yeah, no, you're right. I mean, there was a lot to do. I mean, there was a lot to do with the sequel trilogy. I mean, I don't know uh, how much I've been able to discuss this with you guys, but um, these there was a lot of story. Just episode nine alone, according to uh, co-writer Chris Terrio, could have been two movies. And they didn't have time for that. So a lot of the things that got cut turned out to be Finn stuff. And there's, there's some unfortunate other reasons for it. Like said, uh, his experience with star Wars was affected because he was black. And there's a reason for that. Uh, Bob Iger, when he was with Disney and Alan Horn, when he was with uh, Disney as well, they were really focused on international markets. And as you guys know, uh, unfortunately black people don't Black people aren't as welcomed in uh, international markets and movie theaters. So, oh, remember the poster? Uh, the poster for The Force Awakens. And then most people don't talk about this, but if you noticed in the poster for The Last Jedi and The Rise of Skywalker, he's never big. He was big in the first poster and then he was never made big again, which kind of symbolizes his role in the sequel trilogy. He started big. But for reasons out of the director's control, he was made smaller. Because I've heard yeah. lots of people say, like, oh, we would, as much as I do wish Ryan did more with the character, at the end of the day, you would never have to worry about Ray or Kylo being sidelined. But you had to worry about Finn. And that's because, well, with or without whatever director, Disney wasn't really ready for that character. Mm-hmm. And, and like John said, like, it was characters like Reva now being allowed to be a main character that's in the story from beginning to end. That's great. That shows that at least there are some people trying to right the wrongs of what happened in the sequel trilogy. And that, that gives me more hope. Yeah. But like the thing is, they there's really only been one of us in a movie or in a trilogy, in fact. Because if you remember the prequels, it was Mace Windu. In the original trilogy, it was Lando Calrissian. And now it was Finn having a bigger role. But then he just kind of got minimized. It's like somebody it's like somebody had too many chrome tabs open and decided to shrink one. Like uh, that's a pretty good yeah. analogy. Yeah. I mean Google, everyone, the sage of Google. <laughs> yeah. Um when I saw the it was a second trailer for The Force Awakens, and this was the one where it starts off, you see the desert planet, and then you hear Andy Circus's voice as Snoke, and he says there's been an awakening. Have you felt it? And then you heard that trumpet blast, and the first face you saw was John Boyega, right? Exactly. Um, And I was intrigued, you know, that wow, you know, they start off this trailer with 
him, you know, this character in a stormtrooper outfit, right? Very interesting. We've never seen that before. We don't know anything about any stormtrooper um, at the time. And for it to be, you know, this person in the suit, you know, as a stormtrooper, as the first uh, face you see on on the on the screen, it was very it was interesting. I, you know, I you know I was ready to to buy my ticket right then and there. And I thought, what Star Wars? I like that word revolutionary. What Star Wars was doing was revolutionary. And when I you know begun to hear more interviews with John Boyega and about his character and how often he has said that J.J. that J.J. Abrams said to him that he is the star of the film. Um, and he's asking John, like, are you ready for this? I mean, this is a big, you know, this is a, a big responsibility. Are you ready for to be the star of Star Wars? And it seemed like he was, but yeah, it, it is disappointing that, you know, things change. Don't know exactly how it happened or why it happened, but, um, you know. You know, it's kind of funny. Yeah. John Boyega was all set to be one of the greatest characters in the sequel trilogy. Yeah. And J.J. Abrams was like, you're going to be a star two years later. You're not going to be a star. You're, you're going to be a star character. Yeah. Let, let, me, let me ask you guys actually a question. Because we've all had this John Boyega Finn situation for years. And at this point, everything that could be said has been said. But let me ask you this. Say John is willing to come back. He would want to come back. Let me ask you. What would you want? What would you want to see from him in a new story? Because you see stories like Marvel, DC, uh, even the Sony Spider-Man movies. You see mm -hmm. characters come back even after the main story is done. Andrew came back. Michael Keaton has come back. Just well, We just got a new story Toby. recently with Hayden. Toby came back. We have a new story recently with uh, with uh, what's, what's it called? Ewan McGregor and Hayden Christensen and Kenobi. So just because the trilogy is done does not mean these characters are done. Boba True. Fett came back for the first time in decades. Let me ask you, what would you like to see from a new Star Wars film if John Boyga would come back as a protagonist? Like yeah. in I, want a story yeah. I want a story that goes through and through with Finn being the same consistent character, not getting sidelined, even if he's not on the main quest, if he's on a side mission. I want Finn to have just as much screen time as everyone else does. Because what they did in The Last Jedi was they kind of gave him a menial task for the most for most of the movie. And they didn't give him much scenes. And then The Rise of Skywalker, it was supposed to be two movies. But everything that got cut were Finn's scenes. There is a, 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 a junior novel. I can't remember the name of it. I think it's called Before the Awakening. Yes, um, it is. Featured... Um, <laughs> The the three new characters, Poe, Ray, and Finn. Finn yeah. I we thought, have it. Yes, we do. Yes. I thought yes, I thought the story, uh, the Finn story was very interesting. I would say start there. You know, start from the time when he is taken, however he's taken to become um, you know, like at the a, beginning a stormtrooper of the in the right in the first order. How is he recruited to be a stormtrooper in the first order? And 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 look at the conflict that he's facing because he knows what he's doing, you know, for whatever, maybe he's being forced to, or he wanted to do this for a better life for his family. Maybe they could start there and just show um, the, the, um, what he's going through, you know, the, his thought process of, you know, training to fight and training um, to know who your enemies are. And he's realizing that these are not my enemies and he's battling. He's got this conflict going on with, um, 
Phasma as his boss. You know, she's mm-hmm. trying to tell him to do this and do that. And, you know, he's trying to find out ways not to. Right. And then you know, the, he doesn't want to. Basically, Finn yeah. didn't want to pull the trigger. He doesn't want to hurt right. innocent citizens with like no reason to. Right. Because you remember that scene in The Force Awakens where Finn has the blaster raised mm-hmm. to that civilian. Mm-hmm. He just lowers it. That's right. Yeah, right. It was a cut scene um, that he did where he had the opportunity to take out a civilian, but he didn't. And I, I love that scene. I thought maybe if we can go back, you know, do that Finn backstory and start from there. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you can still have John Boyega play, obviously, you know, he'll be a little bit older, but it doesn't matter, you know. Um, Finn is Finn. Right. You can still have him, you know, play that character from the beginning. Maybe a year or two before The Force Awakens. Right. How he became a stormtrooper. Maybe uh, have an arc where he tries to escape and then gets captured and returned back. But, you know. Or maybe caught. Right, because I feel like if he's if he's captured, well, right, not captured, maybe put just put him in bad graces. And Falcon would act a lot more towards Finn. Right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I think that's where I would see Finn begin. Um, and then you know maybe you'll see some type of signs of him being force sensitive. Um, yeah, they really downplayed that. Right. One. Yeah, I don't know what happened there. Actually, that one they, was a fumble. To be honest with you, they even forgot that he was a stormtrooper. You know, I was thinking about it. I was watching, not watching, but I was remembering the Rise of Skywalker. And you remember that scene when they were on, um, I don't remember, Pasana, I think the name of the planet is, and they were um, trying to escape on the skiff. And then uh, they were being followed by the stormtroopers and stormtroopers. Return of the, the Jedi jet- 2, you mean? Well, right. And then the, that scene? Yes. Yeah, so and you saw the stormtroopers with their jetpacks. They take off, and you know, Finn looks at them and says, They fly now? Like, okay, well, if you're a stormtrooper, I think you would know that they fly, right? Uh, so, that's, that's actually funny. John was joking in that scene, too, in this one interview. He's like, Of course they fly. They've been flying since the Clone Wars. That's why I really love John, because the guy knows. The, it, it, the crazy thing is, all these kind of guys know their history. Like Chris Terrio knows it, uh, JJ yeah. knows it. I, I think this is the problem when you, my personal issue with like modern Disney Star Wars, because my Disney practice in general, you see this a lot from some a lot of recent things Disney's put out in a couple of years. Yeah, they feel the need to dumb a lot of things down when you 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 know that's not how a story would go if it wasn't for like. We need to make this more mainstream. We need to make this more like uh, appealing to people who don't know the history of it. Yeah, and and that's what it felt like they were doing there. Got it. I mean, that's what it felt like they were doing a lot. Right. And if you know, if you ask this question now, like, what about you? Yeah, if you were gonna write in the next chapter, what would you do? Where would you have it go? Uh, I mean, if it was me, if I was gonna write Finn's next chapter, I mean, for one, I. Say, hey, John, John, you have a lot of great ideas. You're going to have creative influence on this because uh, I'm not going to be known as the guy who screws this up. But, <laughs> <laughs> you wouldn't ask but, anything because uh, you know the story of Finn, like the back of your heart. I, I kind of do. I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing. But uh, now, what I would personally do is uh, I would set it after episode nine, 10 years. And uh, I've, I've thought about this a lot. So uh, I would set mm-hmm. it after episode nine and I would take a lot of the concepts from both that was cut from J.J. Abrams' script and the Colin Trevorrow script from both of them having a Stormtrooper Rebellion, uh, Finn finding his sister, and Finn leading a Stormtrooper Rebellion, uh, him using a lightsaber in a final battle. But I would yeah. also intercut I would also intercut that with um, a lot of people don't know this, but in the novel Phasma, you actually meet the person who trained Finn. His name is Captain oh. Cardinal. 
Jeez. Yeah, he trained uh, the mm-hmm. yeah he trained the younger stormtroopers on the Absolution. Phasma only trained the stormtroopers when they became uh, late teenagers, young adults. But Captain Cardinal on the Absolution, he trained them from uh, childhood up until like they became too old and teenagers. So that's the guy who trained Finn. So I would kind of intercut it back and forth. Like half of the story would be uh, revealing his past, you know, where he came from, his family, what he was taking in his childhood, while the other half is Finn trying to, let's say, liberate Coruscant. Maybe it's been years since the single trilogy, but they haven't been able to get back Coruscant. It's like the last place of the First Order, their final stand. And you have Finn with Janna and even Ray. Like they're all there, but it's Finn's story as he's liberating this stormtrooper capital trying to free his people and it can give you closure on his backstory give you closure on jenna the stormtroopers while providing some background subplots of okay this is what ray has been doing the last couple years this is what uh poe rose but the story is focused on finn so instead of his story being the subplot he's the main plot and everything else is slowly developing the background related to him because with Mm -hmm. Finn, the forest you can develop ray with uh fighting for Fighting to free the republic, fighting to free uh, Coruscant, you develop the new republic, which is Poe and Rose, and fighting to free stormtroopers, you develop Janna because she's a stormtrooper. <clears throat> so you can tie all these subplots together. All you gotta do is make Finn the lead of a story and give him his dues. Yeah, well, I, I really enjoyed that video in particular. I mean, I've seen others. Um, it's a wonderful commentary, and it. It might have. It must have been difficult for you to write because you had to write it in a way that you're not that you're angry with what happened with Finn, but you just give a compelling argument um, and um, without it sounding angry or annoyed or ranting. So how long did it take you to actually write that commentary for Finn? Ironically, it didn't take me a long time to write or even record it. Um, for me, it's uh, the editing, because I naturally have this kind of a monotone voice. I can't help it. Uh, I have this monotone voice, so it kind of helps me to sound neutral in videos. But the editing takes a while because I always try to put some humor in it because, like, I want to distract from the situation because, yeah, I know things are – I know this conversation is, like, kind of a bleak one or kind of an ultra-serious one, and I like to distract with uh, humor, visuals. I like it – I like people to be entertained even when uh, we're talking about something serious to balance it out because, to me, if you get the balance of the light and the dark – they both hit harder. The serious conversation feels even more serious because it is uh it's balanced out by uh lightheartedness. And likewise the lightheartedness balances out the dark because you're used to seeing the dark. So it's good to have that balance, in my opinion, when you're talking about things or making videos. Mm-hmm. So what projects are you looking forward to seeing, reading, or playing this year? Either Star Wars or Marvel related. Uh, if we're talking Star DC. Wars, I am oh, um. DC. <laughs> uh, DC. I'm looking forward to seeing Sasha Cali. That's about it. Yeah. Uh, okay. Marvel. I'm looking forward to uh, Across the Spider Verse. Number one, number one uh, anticipated project. And Star Wars, it's uh, Visions season two because I loved yes. that. It was my favorite wow. thing. Yes. I like this man. Yes. Get this man a shield. Yes. <laughs> I do a very bad T'Challa accent. You want to talk about your favorite <laughs> projects? What are you looking forward to seeing? Honestly, I am very excited for Across the Spider Verse. Nice. Being what I'm excited for. So this 
It's not a movie or a TV show, but Disney 100. So the exhibit at the Franklin Institute in Philadelphia, I'm really excited for that because, you know, it's a celebration of the first century of Disney, and there's many centuries to go. Like, Disney is a thing that never dies, so I'm really excited to see that exhibit. Yeah. Right. Nice, nice. Yeah, yeah. We have uh, the exhibit is actually coming to Philadelphia this weekend. Um, so uh, we're going to see it. Yeah, we're looking forward to that. Uh, as for me, I'm I, I'm with you. Visions is a volume two. Love to see it. Can't wait. Um, you know, I'm interested in seeing the skeleton crew because I've heard you know stories about it feeling like a, a Spielberg esque type series from who? from the '80s. Um, you know, so it's going to have that feel of an Amblin entertainment movie, uh, from back in the day. So, you know, I was a big yeah, fan of the Amblin films in the eighties. Uh, Stranger Things is very similar to that tone. So I'm looking forward to that as well. Which season? <laughs> Are you going to make fun of me again? No, well, but that's, if no, it's season four, I'm going to be like, mm. no, I mean, that's what season one. I'll be like, huh? no, well, I basically, that's what. Stranger Things is about right. That's the tone. It takes place in the eighties. Well, as far as I know, the first nineteen eighty three. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. So. Season two, nineteen eighty four. Season three, best season, nineteen eighty five. Okay, but I don't know if you noticed that if you saw maybe the first season that you saw maybe some things that look familiar to you, like maybe something. Um, the bikes, like, the bicycles, the right lights. from ET. It's so ET. Yeah. yeah, exactly. That's my point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I, I believe Skeleton Crew is going to be something in that same vein so i'm looking forward to that yeah, yeah. No, you have no, a no, visions no. episode uh yeah the elder that's my favorite uh mm-hmm. my favorite is the elder the i think the village bride yeah the village bride that's and the 12th Jedi. Yeah. those are my top three yes is it is it 12th or 9th yes yeah, the ninth jedi yes you're right yeah very yeah. cool all right mm-hmm. okay and go ahead i'm sorry you can ask the next question so what are your next projects? Yeah, yeah, I know you're saying uh, that you have something yeah, going on that you can't tell other us about. Than, other than the details. Yes. We don't uh, anything okay, else so be, 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 about? Besides that one thing I can't, well, besides my uh, yeah. normal on, like uh, professional life that I am kind of can't talk about here after the we cut the cameras, sure. um, I'm working on a video of uh, two videos. Uh, one with a friend of mine called The Sea. We're doing a uh, talking about Disney 100 years later. And I'm making a personal video on the current state of Disney because I, as everyone knows, I have a lot of opinions on Disney. Got it. And, uh, that, yes, you'll find out in the video. Yes. <laughs> I, I would talk about them that would be here forever. And uh, Yeah, yeah. And I can't I be here too long, but uh, you'll find out. And mm-hmm. I'm going to do a breakdown of each episode of The Last of Us, episode by episode. Wow. Oh, nice. Okay. Can't and, watch that one. And when will the uh, Disney video be available? Two days, Thursday. Wow, okay. I can't wait. All right, thank you for that. Oh, you know what you should do? You should what? tour the exhibit. And then after after the exhibit, because I'm not sure they'll going to allow flash photography. Or they might. Well, but, you know, yeah. after the exhibit, you should, like, record a video about it, like a live video. Yeah. I've actually, I, I've, I've, I've actually never been to anything uh, Disney-related. Galaxy's Edge, Disney's World, uh, Disneyland. I'm, I'm going Disney for the first time this year. Oh, okay. Of, yeah, just a bunch of grown men going to Disney for the first time. Yeah. Well, okay, that's gonna be fun. Wait, yeah. Disneyland in California? Or- I'm, go- I'm going. I'm going to all of them. I'm going to Disneyland. Then later in the year, I'm going to Disney World, and yeah, just gonna oh, see them all. If you're in, 
if you're in Disneyland, I gotta say, you have to try the Millennium Falcon and Rise of the Resistance. Firstly, I I tried to pilot the Millennium Falcon. Mom had most of the controls on her mm-hmm. side, and she was screaming like R2-D2 because we were all so excited yeah. to actually fly the Millennium Falcon. So, you know, nothing got done. And, and Dad and Maceo were just kind of gawking out the window, and I'm like, was- shoot! We're losing kids. Every time we get hit by these TIE fighters, you shall be shooting back. I think you were taking the ride a little too seriously. Dad the entire time. (laughs) I was just in awe. Like, what is this? is amazing. Where am I? And I'm like, punch it. I'm in the cockpit of the Millennium Falcon. It was was awesome. (laughs) And then the rise rise of the resistance. Yeah. Oh, that that one was. But don't, don't give it away, though, if you have not been on the ride. But it's absolutely a cool ride. It's yeah. nice, nice. You yeah. get good food. Yes, yeah. So I can't wait to hear about that trip. <laughs> oh, don't worry, I'll, I'll post please, about it. If you right, if you can, if you can, please take pictures. Absolutely. Oh, I will. Yeah. Okay. Take us with you. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Um, probably not. All right. Well, yeah. <laughs> you know, we maybe when we get to know you a little bit more, Carol, you'll you know tag us. You know, we'll tag along with you. Nice, nice. Yeah. Well, thank you so much, Akairo. Yeah, I apologize for the the, the mispronunciation, but Akairo, everyone do, everyone does it. Yeah, don't, everyone in my life. Don't don't feel bad. Oh, sorry. Yeah. That, no, it's okay. It's okay. Oh, I feel well, Fred's there too. No, that's an easy fix. Easy fix. So, Cairo, yeah. thank you so much. Yeah. This has been a pleasure. I've been uh, wanting to speak with you for a very long time, and I'm finally glad that we made it happen. So, thank you again. Hey, thank you for having me. Sure, sure. And where can people find you? Uh, the first of Cairo, everywhere. Yes. That's where I am everywhere. Okay, all right. And then Keith, where can people find us? So you can listen to us wherever you get your podcasts, whether it be Spotify, to Google Podcasts, to Overcast. We're everywhere. Socials, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Balancing Galaxy. Website, BalancingGalaxy.com. Merch store, BalancingGalaxy.MySpreadShop.com. Got lots of merch there. And lastly, check out our speaker page as well. All right. Thank you very so, much. That is it. Thank you, Okaira. Thank you once again. Uh, much success to you uh, in your um, your business endeavors. Good luck. Virtual yes. fist bump. Yes, absolutely. Virtual fist Virtual bump. Fist Thank you so much. And uh, we'll speak to you again. Very soon. Very soon. Uh, all right, so we'll let, uh, let everyone know that thank you so much for joining us on this episode. Uh, thank you for watching and listening. Until next time, take care, and, and we will we'll see, see you again. again.